Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Specialist E4, U.S. Army Public Affairs. Psalm 119, verses 105 through 112. Your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. I have taken an oath and confirmed it, that I will follow your righteous laws. I have suffered much. Preserve my life, Lord, according to your word. Accept, Lord, the willing praise of my mouth and teach me your laws. Though I constantly take my life into my hands, I will not forget your law. The wicked have set a snare for me, but I have not strayed from your precepts. Your statutes are my heritage forever. They are the joy of my heart. My heart is set on keeping your decrees to the very end. 2 Kings chapter 22, verses 3-20 through 20. In the eighteenth year of his reign, King Josiah sent the secretary Shaphan, son of Azaliah, the son of Meshalam, to the temple of the Lord. He said, Go up to the Hilkiah, to the high priest, and have him get ready the money that has been brought into the temple of the Lord, which the doorkeepers have collected from the people. Have them entrust it to the men appointed to supervise the work on the temple, and have these men pay the workers who repair the temple of the Lord, the carpenters, the builders, and the masons. Also have them purchase timber and dress stone to repair the temple, but they need not account for the money entrusted to them because they are honest in their dealings. Hilkiah the high priest said to Shaphan the secretary, I have found the book of the law in the temple of the Lord. He gave it to Shaphan who read it. Then Shaphan the secretary went to the king and reported him. Your officials have paid out the money that was in the temple of the Lord and have entrusted it to the workers and supervisors at the temple. Then Shaphan the secretary informed the king, Hilkiah the priest has given me a book, and Shaphan read read from it in the presence of the king. When the king heard the words of the book of the law, he tore his robes. He gave these orders to Hilkiah the priest, Ahikam, son of Shaphan, Akbor, son of Micaiah, Shaphan the secretary, and Isaiah the king's attendant. Go and acquire of the Lord for me, and for the people, and for all Judah, about what is written in the book that has been found. Great is the Lord's anger that burns against us, because those who have gone before us have not obeyed the words of this book. They have not acted in accordance with all that is written there concerning us. Hilkiah the priest, Ahikam, Akbor, Shaphan, and Isaiah went to speak to the prophet Huldah, who was the the wife of Shalom, son of Tikvah, the son of Harhas, keeper of the wardrobe. She lived in Jerusalem in the new quarter. She said to them, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Tell the man who sent you to me, this is what the Lord says. I am going to bring disaster on this place and its people, according to everything written in the book of the king of Judah has read. Because they have forsaken me and burned incense to other gods and aroused my anger by all the idols their hands have made, my anger will burn against this place and will not be quenched. Tell the king of Judah who sent you to acquire of the Lord, 
This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says concerning the words you heard. Because your heart was responsive and you humbled yourself before the Lord when you heard what I have spoken against this place and its people, that they would become a curse and be laid waste, and because you tore your robes and wept in my presence, I also have heard you, declares the Lord. Therefore I will gather you to your ancestors and you will be buried in peace. Your eyes will not see all the disaster I am going to bring on this place. So they took her answer back to the king. Romans chapter 11 verses 3 through 10. Lord, they have killed your prophets and torn down your altars. I am the only one left, and they are trying to kill me? And what was God's answer to him? I have reserved for myself 7,000 who have not bowed the knee to Baal. So too, at the present time, there is a remnant chosen by grace. And if by grace, then it cannot be based on works. If it were, grace would no longer be grace. What then? What the people of Israel sought so earnestly they did not obtain. The elect among them did, but the others were hardened. As it is written, God gave them a spirit of stupor, eyes that could not see, and ears that could not hear to this very day. And David says, May their table become a snare and a trap, a stumbling block and a retribution for them. May their eyes be darkened so they cannot see, and their backs be bent forever. Good morning and welcome to the fifth Monday after Epiphany. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from the Appalachian Abbey in Knoxville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us thanks to uh, Specialist Lauren Warner, and they uh, include Psalm, a portion of Psalm 119, uh, and then Second Kings and the letter to the Romans. Um, the Second Kings reading is really um, it always fascinates me. Um, it describes Hilkiah and his, his court, essentially, finding a book of the law. This book of the law had certain things that were in it that seemed important and, and binding and, and noteworthy. And so they, they confer with this uh, prophet, Huldah, uh, who's a woman, and that's not a big deal to them at all, apparently. Um, and she tells them what to do, but what isn't said in this in the text that scholars later kind of developed is that they think this book of the law that they found is basically the entire book of Deuteronomy, which is now part of the canon, and has like the second set of stories that are, that are also told in uh, Genesis and Exodus and, and Numbers. Um, and so it's it's a big deal. They find this book and they don't know anything about it, but it seems kind of miraculous. And Holda uh, tells them, um, and the the book isn't isn't filled with puppies and sunshine so much. Um, but uh, Holda tells them, look, you know, you should prostrate yourself and call for you know day and morning and all this other stuff. And as I read this, I'm always thinking about how some of these events might look in modern times if if the the interests and instincts and motivations of these people what if they were alive today and what would it look like for you know a denomination or something to find something that seems so sacred and instead of like trying to photocopy it and sell it on ebay you know they put it at the front of the 
of the uh, sanctuary and, I don't know, change the way they actually do business. Um, it seems so outlandish that something like that would happen. Um, but a lot of scholars believe, like, this is, it certainly isn't, like, precisely historical, but it's something that scholars really think happened, that Hilkiah found the book of Deuteronomy, and um, they, uh, they, they, I keep thinking humiliated themselves, <laughs> they humbled themselves, um, and they incorporated this book that they just found into, you know, their holy tradition. Um, it gives me a certain amount of, of encouragement, I guess, and hope um, that, you know, if you, if you, if you believe this stuff, and I, I hope that my listeners do, if you believe this stuff, there is a history of people doing crazy outlandish shit um, in belief of their faith, and not like, you know, um, Westboro Baptist kind of shit, where like, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll do this crazy thing if it pisses other people off and gets me something I want, but crazy shit like, well, any, almost anything that's um, makes one penitent. I think penance or, or um, um, humility or, or um, Abraham Heschel would, call, would say embarrassment. These things seem to not exist in our world anymore, where everybody, the, the one golden rule that we seem to follow is never, never admit defeat. Um, and so to, to have this tradition where um, that, that instinct is challenged, where no one less than a king um, is encouraged by a woman, a, the wife of the wardrobe, wardrobe keeper, um, says, um, you should do this thing, and the king does it. That to me seems miraculous and encouraging. Um, of course, I think that humility and and transparency is important. Maybe not everybody does, but I think the Christian tradition certainly does. Um, and we've been grafted onto this, onto the vine of this people in this story um, who uh, do not hesitate uh, to be humble, don't hesitate to um, be honest about, you know, if we believe these things, then it requires certain things of us. Um, and I, yeah, I, I take a certain amount of encouragement in that. Um, I, and I've been avoiding current events in this podcast as I, as I anticipate and hope to um, launch a separate podcast um, with interviews and news kinds of stuff. Um, but it does make me think of, of the acquittal of President Trump and the danger of seems starting to be occurring to, to paint backwards all these um, all these prior things to give oxygen to the idea that they were all just a hoax or, or a witch hunt or some political agenda. Um, that makes me nervous, but it also like it validates future um, possible corrupt decisions under the guise of corruption, like Colonel Vindman being dismissed from the White House. Um, in, if you believe the acquittal was real and like, yeah, like real, I suppose, or legitimate, then of course you think that Vindeman was trying to undermine the commander in chief. You think that, um, dismissing him is, 
maybe not retribution, but like perfectly logical. Um, but if you believe that the acquittal wasn't completely legitimate or real, uh, for example, um, the dismissal of someone like Colonel Vindeman is, I don't know, it makes me nervous that if we don't really believe the things we say and we don't really allow our traditions like impeachment, like, um, I don't know, the, the kind of norms and customs of our of these offices, if we don't really believe them, then yeah, of course, we, we don't want to hear from witnesses. Um, and, uh, but if we do, if we really believe these things that we say we do, either as Christians or as Americans, um, they, they demand certain things of us. Um, that isn't to say that the Democrats or, or Nancy Pelosi is right. That is to say that um, the, the precedent that these things set, I think, reflect uh, a, dis- a certain disbelief. And I see that in the church and I see that um, today in our world. Um, and it's encouraging to be reminded that um, as Christians, Americans or otherwise, um, we do have this precedent of Hilkiah. We have this precedent of the people of Israel and their kings and leaders and queens. Um, we have this precedent of them not just saying that they'll be humble or saying that they believe in God, but acting in ways that reflect that they really truly believe them. That the, their beliefs and the things that they say are reliable and legitimate because they treat them as reliable and legitimate. And that's my prayer for um, the church. That's my prayer for even our country, but also in particular um, for fellow Christian soldiers that you can find a community, um, if you haven't already, that truly believes these crazy things that we say that we believe, that's willing to take action, um, that doesn't further our own interests necessarily, but does reflect uh, the legitimacy of our own faith and our own belief. A prayer for the mission of the church from the Book of Common Prayer. Ever-living God, whose will it is that all should come to you through your Son, Jesus Christ, inspire our witness to him, that all may know the power of his forgiveness and the hope of his resurrection, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Thank you for falling in to First Formation, where PPUHQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in first formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, 
You can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it. Three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.